This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Happy hump day. All right, let's start with the federal election here. And Justin Trudeau and the mm-hmm. Liberals finally put out their platform this morning. And man, there's a lot of spending in there. So almost $80 billion over, over five wow. years. Uh, money for child care, for fighting climate uh, cha- change. Um, healthcare, mental health, uh, you name it. Uh, there's everything's in that thing. It's again over five years. Uh, Trudeau clearly gambling that right now tightening the belts and balancing the budget is not top of mind for people. It's spending money and aid programs and fighting climate change, and that's the that's the basis of that platform. So a lot of this spending would be like post pandemic. Like hopefully this thing is over next year or who knows mm-hmm. but then the spending would keep going right yep. so he's saying he needs what stimulative spending as we come well, out of the pandemic it's more than stimulative i think it's just ongoing service delivery yeah uh, improvements yeah. and it's uh, again over five years but the spending likely won't stop there um yeah this is very ambitious again this is a marked contrast if you recall so many election campaigns were fought about who's going to balance the budget the best yeah uh those days seem to be over they were over in bc recall last fall no one talked about balancing the budget uh, now you've got Aaron O'Toole talking about balancing the budget, but with no details. Uh, the Conservatives have yet to re- provide any costing for their platform. The Liberals did provide almost full costing today. Not not entirely uh, everything's accounted for, but uh, that, that's the clearest delineation between the two parties so far. Well, Aaron O'Toole, it really is a contrast because the day before, Aaron O'Toole had talked about balancing the budget, which he said, by the way, he can do without making any cuts at all mm. in government spending or government services. I and what we'll do the way, when I see it. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, Doug Henning maybe could pull this off. It is like <laughs> this is like a magic act. But I've heard this before, right? Grow our way out of it. Yeah, you know, we're going to grow the economy, and, and, and that and way du- we balance and, and duplication and waste. You know, another yeah. politician's favorite phrase, which yeah. really means nothing. Uh, but again, it would be interesting where their voters are at. Are they at the mindset of balancing the budget, or is it just open the floodgates? Okay, let me play a clip here for you from Trudeau. He's been dogged on the campaign trail every day by uh, like largely anti-vaxxer crowds that show mm-hmm. up and uh, protest. They follow him. They plan online where he is. They all know mm-hmm. exactly where he is, and they, they plan to, to just dog him throughout the campaign. Listen to what he says here yesterday. So here he is. You're going to hear the protesters in the background. Now listen to Trudeau here responding to these anti-vax protesters here. Have a listen. Because everyone needs to get vaccinated, and those people are putting us all at risk. Canadians made incredible sacrifices over the past year and a half, and Aaron O'Toole is siding with them. Okay, Aaron O'Toole (laughs) is siding with these anti-vaxxers, he says, as he points at them. Like, is that... Are people going to buy that? You know, these are not Aaron O'Toole's people there, and these these anti-vax nut bars. Three conservative staffers had to be let go who were at that one of the first uh, rallies on on the weekend. But again, but uh, these are extremists. Oh, they are extremists. These are not Aaron O'Toole people. uh, But you know, uh, all's fair in in politics, I suppose. But this is an over-the-top reaction, I think. 
uh, to align your your political opponents to this sort of wacko uh, fringe group. Uh, not sure voters will buy that. Nevertheless, I think these people are helping Trudeau. Uh, Trudeau looked energized and into it yesterday on that clip and other clips when these people confront him because they are on the fringe of society. When you're approaching 90% of, of society is getting vaccinated, like 90% is where we're headed to. Um, this tiny fringe group, which is basically almost, you know, Canada's version of QAnon, uh, is not supported by the public. And so I think most people look at that and say, no, I'm not, we're not backing you. But for Trudeau to try to align those people with Aaron O'Toole is a bit, a bit, well, that's a, a bit that's of an my, overreach. I guess that's my point is that, you know, if they've got any political leanings, they're m- more like Maxime Bernier, like people party people type, party. like, you yep. know, anti-vax conspiracy. I think that'd be type. more, yeah, that's more of an alignment there. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I just wonder if the public, when he turns around every day, he's trying to stick it o- to O'Toole and, and sort of paint him as an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. Or this is a guy who's anti-vaccine or he's going to change the abortion laws. I mean, do people buy this? No, they're trying to trap O'Toole in the traditional social conservative box. I'm not sure it's working. O'Toole's not playing. uh, He's not falling into that trap. Interesting, in today's uh, liberal platform, it does include one of the promises is to include abortion in the Canada Health Act as a medical necessity. Mm. Uh, again, trying to draw O'Toole and the Conservatives yeah. out is mostly yeah. in response to a law in New Brunswick, which is charging people at clinics for abortion services. They're trying to overrule that, but in their quest to do that, you can be sure they're going to try to lure O'Toole and the Conservatives into blocking this, which I don't think they will. Okay, big spending platform announced by Justin Trudeau today. Get set to call me in the open line. Tell me what you think about that. Is that what you want to see from the government to help with balancing the budget? Let's just keep spending. Let's talk, Keith, about the uh, the the pandemic modeling that was released yesterday mm-hmm. by Dr. Bonnie Henry. What jumped out at you there? What jumped out at me was just page after page after page of, of data that supports the, the the evidence, the mounting evidence that shows how much safer you are if you get vaccinated. Yeah. I mean, it's all this modeling was different than previous modeling. It wasn't modeling that projects far into the future. It's modeling that shows where we've been the last few months in terms of uh, vaccinations. And then you look at the severe illness statistics. Uh, in terms of hospitalizations, ICUs, and deaths. And you see the numbers dr- dropping dramatically. And when you and I talked about this before, I sort of previewed this a couple of days ago. You know, we've, we've got mounting hospitalizations. That's, they're going up, but they're not going up as much as if we had lower vaccinations. Back in April, check the last week of April, we had 500 people in hospital uh, for for about a week. At that time, we had 40% vaccination rate. Now we've got 100, we're, we're about 180 people in hospital. Yeah. Uh, again, with 85% vaccination rate, almost on the cusp of 85%, uh, our death rate is down considerably from April, and ICUs are down as well. So the, the severe illness statistics have dropped dramatically, yeah. even though the Delta variant is out there, because so many people have been vaccinated. It just provides, again, tremendous evidence that yeah. if you get fully vaccinated, you really protect yourself from severe illness. If you don't get vaccinated, those are the people in hospital. 85% of the people in hospital are unvaccinated. Um, most of the people, there's one chart that jumped out at me the most. If you're unvaccinated, you have 12 times the risk of getting COVID-19, 34 times the risk of going into hospital, yeah. eight times the risk of dying. That one chart says it all. Yeah, it really does sum it up. I thought those were very compelling numbers, and hopefully it does convince more people if, if they are wavering or they're hesitant. Get off the internet and get the dose. Well, get the get the vaccine. I yeah. mean, I think it's just kind of a, a no-brainer. Now, on, on, the other, on the other hand, there are the breakthrough cases, right? So, I mean, there is a significant, a minority, but there is a significant percentage of cases of people who are getting 
getting well, COVID you wanna, when they're fully vaccinated. Yeah, so right? there, there's there's COVID and then there's COVID um, bad. So 13% mm. of the cases are people who uh, are the breakthrough cases. So 13, is that significant? Well, it's it's more than zero, of course, but 13% is 13%. But you turn it around, 87, 88% of the cases are unvaccinated people. Hospitalizations, again, it's about 11% of the people who are double dose are in, in hospital. And again, these are older people, people in their 80s and 90s, by and large. They're not younger people, uh, for the most part. There are some young people in hospital, but they are unvaccinated. There was a two-week period in August where 44 people between 20 and 40 went into hospital, almost all of them unvaccinated. Okay, back to school next week. And it was interesting to hear Dr. Bonnie Henry yesterday also say that they're changing the system for notifying people when there's a, a COVID exposure at a school because the previous system was uh, you would get a letter. Uh, I, I believe every parent in the whole school would get the letter, would they not, if there was an exposure? In most districts. Yeah, I mean, because I remember, you know, there were a couple of exposures at my kid's high school and I get a letter, right? Oh, there's been an exposure at your kid's school. They're not going to do that anymore. And uh, listen to Dr. Bonnie Henry here explaining why here. Dr. Bonnie Henry here. If we have it. We will not be doing the, the uh, notifications to school if there's been a single exposure. They'll be doing an assessment as we do for every communicable disease. And every individual who's at risk will be notified. So it will be, uh, we've heard very clearly from uh, people that uh, that the majority of people felt that uh, the school-based letters were more anxiety-provoking than helpful. Okay. Is that is that true? Do you think that most people don't want these letters? Like because if, as a parent, I would kind of like to know if there was an well, exposure. Well, it's now being school. lumped in. COVID nineteen is now being lumped in with other communicable diseases. You don't get a letter home for every communicable disease that's found in a school. So it's just being treated like any other. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail, from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Medical disease. Let's go right to your phone calls here. Bernard on the line in Vancouver. Hi. Uh, or questions from the media about any adverse reactions to these injections, like in the States, the VAERS report, which is uh, jointly run by the FDA and the CDC, they report 13,000 deaths associated in the States with this injection. I can't remember how many tens of thousands no. of injuries. And this is also true in the UK and in Europe. No. And also, there's never any discussion of means of prevention or uh, successful treatments. I just wondered okay. what uh, kind so, of bubble we're you know, in. Oh, you're in a bubble. Uh, no one's died in BC from getting the vaccine. You can go to the CDC website. There is a report um, updated constantly on any reactions to the vaccine. So don't peddle nonsense. Well, there there are there are some adverse reactions, but very few, you know, very very few. 
Uh, and and by adverse reaction, I'm not talking about side effects like you get sick, you, yeah. your arm hurts. Uh, I've got friends who were ill for two or three days. Oh, after I, I, felt second, I felt lousy for yeah, two days I, after I, my second. I was event. fine, but I, you know, relatives and friends, yeah, you can get sick. That is not what we're talking about here. We're talking about anaphylactic reactions or people who have serious illness as a result of getting a vaccine. That does not happen to any great degree. But again, the report's public. It's on the Center for Disease Control website. Steve in Coquitlam. Hi, Steve. Hey, good morning, Mike, gentlemen. I uh, hope you guys are both doing well. Um, as far as the election goes, I'm just wondering, uh, I'd like to hear your opinion. Uh, Jagmeet Singh or O'Toole have not mentioned any of the scandals that, uh, uh, sorry, that Trudeau was involved in. And number two, uh, as far as the ones that are against taking the vaccine, uh, maybe should, they shouldn't be allowed in liquor stores. Thank you for <laughs> taking my call. <laughs> Well, they're not going to require the proof of vaccination to go in a liquor store. No, and, or retail. No, yeah. that's, that's not what we're talking about. It's restaurants, bars, uh, nightclubs, yeah. um, and by events. the way, By the way, we were talking off air about how September 13th is the implementation date for the BC vaccine card. That's the same day the secure website goes live to get the QR code yeah. on your phone. I, I so how can they start enforcing that on day one? I think it'll be a slow rollout. I don't think you're going to see rigid enforcement on day one. Back to the caller's point about yeah. Jugmeet yeah. Signal Tool not mentioning scandal. The reason for that, I think, is it didn't work last time. That's what they both ran on a scandal-themed campaign, both Jugmeet Singh and Aaron O'Toole in 2019. And so they were relentless on SNC-Lavalin, the blackface scandal. It didn't pay off for them because voters don't vote that way. They vote on policy, and that's why you see Singh and O'Toole stressing policy, and that's why Singh and O'Toole are looking much better in the polls right now. We've got a poll out. I'll have it on the new news today uh, from Ipsos. Basically, a statistical tie, uh, a, a dead heat when you factor in the, um, the margin of error. It's a tie between the Conservatives and the Liberals. No, it's fascinating you don't hear anything about, like, We Charity or anything like oh, that. That's, that's so back of mind for people. Yeah. People are talking about housing. They're talking about affordability, health care, and climate change. Those yeah. are the four issues. Jennifer and Burnaby, hi. Hi. I'd like to talk about the school notification letters. Sure. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Henry said that school-based letters were more anxiety-provoking than helpful. Right. I would disagree with that. Um, I would say that they actually are helpful. They're helpful because they let families know that there has been a a case in the school and then they can make decisions accordingly. And it lets staff members know that um, to be extra vigilant with all the protocols that we have Mm -hmm. to follow. I I think that it really makes a difference when people are more informed and then that will help um, reduce the spread, hopefully, when people know what to be mm-hmm. aware of in their own community that's happening. Very, very good points. Very good points. Uh, I think you always, my gut instinct is err on the side of more information, not less information, yeah. is my rule of thumb on pretty well anything. So anxiety or not, I think um, more information, the better for parents and for staff. She makes a good point about staff being aware of what's going on in their own school and being told and maybe stepping up the safety protocols and not being lax in case you just inadvertently sort of take your foot off the pedal? Well, that was certainly the case in our family on the, the I think the one occasion we got a, a letter like this at my kid's high school, and we just had a, a chat with my son saying, okay, we got to be like extra cautious, okay? Be, make sure mm-hmm. you're following all these rules. So I prefer, my, myself that, as a parent, I prefer to And know. that may change as we go through the school year. As we've seen, we've seen changes, yeah. you know, nothing's ever set in stone on this thing. Yeah, Barb in West Van, hi. Oh, good morning, Mike. Happy Wednesday. I'm so tired of all the doom and gloom in the news today 
that finally we have some good news. Congratulations to Canada's world hockey team winning gold against <laughs> USA. Yeah, pretty dramatic. Comeback overtime win, uh, down 2 nothing, and they come back first uh, title in a decade. I'm very glad you mentioned that, Barb, and uh, Canadian women rule for sure. I mean, we're the gold medalists in uh, soccer. Olympic soccer and now the world champs in, in women's hockey, and I, I think it's awesome. Thank you for reminding us of that. Mike in Vancouver. Hi, Mike. Oh, hi. Yeah, just a quick question. You know when they're doing all these rollout of the vaccination card or whatever, are there three other provinces? Is there no way to find out what they're, how, how there's any, anything that they, they're doing different or that we're doing? Thanks for, thanks for the call. So Quebec starts their vaccine, uh, vaccine passport program today. Uh, the provinces have been in contact with each other. John Horgan says he's talked to Francois Legault, the Premier of Quebec, about this. They're trading information back and forth. So it's Quebec, Ontario today. Doug Ford announced they're moving to a vaccine passport system as well. Manitoba is already out there, and BC. Quebec, though, is the first operation to be seen actually on the ground, and a lot of people t- draw lessons from that. Uh, Adam and Maple Ridge, 20 seconds. Go ahead. <laughs> Hi, guys. Just want to ask... Your phone is too weak. I'm sorry. Call back tomorrow. Keith, thank you. All right. Talk to you tomorrow.